Sincerely, Angry of Zermatt. Good morning and hello, Marshall Margarita. Marshall, do you know what? That's a. I've never heard you mispronounce my name in that way. Reminds me of when I said Al Taggart last week. Taggart. That's a TV show, isn't it? I know. It's Taggart. I know it's Taggart. Why did I say Taggart? He doesn't mind. Daggett, no, Taggett. No. <laughs> well, he doesn't even get in touch anymore. What no, he's bored of us now. But listen, we did have some interest peaks from some other friends of ours. Michelle, did you happen to see Bruce Taylor's comment about oh. <laughs> on our <laughs> socials about um, thinking that you might be Q because of your thoughts on the faked moon landing? Now, let me just let everybody know out there in eavesdrop, like all you eavesdroppers, that is not my view. In fact, Michelle and I are going to have a debate at some point about this. Do you still <laughs> think that, Michelle? I do. And look, I actually wanted to talk about this a little bit later on, um, moon moon landings and whatnot, because I have, I've just been disgusted with what's been going on in the past couple of weeks. What, with- up on the moon? Well, with all these rich billionaires all flying into space, I'm not happy about that. Well, we'll get on to that. But no, I did have a giggle at Bruce's uh, <laughs> Bruce's comment that I'm the original Q. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I do feel like there are some fantastic conspiracy theories about the moon landing that we should investigate. Mm. I ha- I'm keeping an open mind. Oh, that's interesting because that mind was firmly shut like a steel trapdoor last time we discussed this. So that's interesting. I'd love to have a discussion. What I mean by an open mind is I think I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I could be right. So that's good to know at least that he's an eavesdropper. Thanks, Bruce, for listening. If you are indeed well, still listening. I've got listening. a few shout hearts. I've got a few shout hearts this week, actually. They're coming thick and fast, people. They are. It's hotting up. Big shout out to Lucy Beacon, who got in touch, said she absolutely is loving eavesdropping. Oh, uh, Lucy. Eavesdropping. Sorry. Eavesdropping. Yes, dropping. No G. No G. Dropping. No G. Uh, she listens on the bus and she said on her way to work and she said if she's late for work, She's blaming us. And I said, you go tell your boss you're just eavesdropping and he needs to eavesdrop too. That's the right answer. (laughs) Has she missed her stop, Michelle, in the past? Because she's been so enthralled in like horrific murders. Almost missed her stop. About to blame us for it. But that's all good. I mean, but she loved the fairies episode. You know, people often come back. Yeah, people come back and talk about that fairies episode. And you were so scathing about that one. I still am, but I have an open mind, Georgette. (laughs) (laughs) Is that open mind meaning that you are usually right? What did you say? I could be right. I'm never wrong. No, I never say that. I said, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I might be right. (laughs) I also want to welcome, they've been listeners for a while, but I haven't given them a shout out because I didn't realise that they'd stuck with us. It's Shayla and Tim, currently of the village of Broccoli in southeast London. Welcome! Hello, hello, and and keep on eavesdropping. Shout out, shout out, shout out, you're getting a shout out. Well, I had a lovely message from uh, Paul Scott in Australia who <clears throat> said he was loving the ScoMo app. Loving? Loving? It. Oh. Loving the ScoMo app. And then he, I can't remember his exact words, but he said something like, 
You guys are actually a bit funny. Uh, what? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> and he said, but informative too. Oh. You get a laugh and a bit of knowledge. One thing I would say, Paul Scott of Sydney, um, please don't re- like don't regurgitate any of the facts, and I'm using air quotes here, that we may dispel during any of these podcasts because quite often, as Michelle said, she could be right, but most of the time, we're probably not. Look, like you always say, our facts are fast and loose. Mm. So, you know, but also, you know, a lot of these are just our opinions. And if I'm talking, I, I'm really speaking for me, not generally for you, because I know that we've had some comments about uh, Australia's COVID response <laughs> and that maybe my comments don't really reflect the, the mood of the country. What did I call you? Angry of Zermatt. <laughs> angry. <laughs> Sincerely, angry of Zermatt. Michelle has a lot of high opinions, high temperatures. It's the Italian in her. I know, I'm half Italian, so I'm, 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 half, I'm half fiery. Anyway, I, I do think our ScoMo app, and in particular, you know, talking about COVID, it's hot potato, Geordie. Hot, hot potato. Hot yeah. potato. Yeah. I was worried, Michelle, that we would have got things a little bit wrong because, yes, we are Australian and we do hold Australian passports and we did grow up in Australia, but we haven't been resident there for many years. Like, for me, it's been 30, not much less for you. So it's difficult for us to gauge the mood of the country from afar. We only know what we're told by our friends and family and what we read in the papers. Yeah, but also, too, I think that gives us a unique perspective because, you know, we all know what it's like when you're in a situation. And I'm not just talking about living in a country, but in whatever situation you're in, uh, it's hard to get a perspective outside of it. But certainly as an Australian looking from afar and having lived in many different countries and certainly during the pandemic, having experienced Sweden and yeah. we all know their response has been completely different to the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, you know, Switzerland, which has been a very gentle lockdown and a very gentle response and no fanfare about how they are lifting it. If you'd like to know what it's been like to, to be locked down for about 18 months, give or take the odd month in summer last year. And then there was a little bit more just I think they, the kids got to go back to school in September last year. And they got to go back a little bit this year. But just ask me, I've lived it. It's not easy. <laughs> Tamira sent me a lovely meme today. I think it was now I can't pronounce this woman's name. She's the New South Wales Premier Beryl Jacqueline. Is that right? That's, her name's Huh? Gla- Bereclian, isn't it? Gladys? Baraklian. Gladys Baraklian. <laughs> I'll take it. Get in touch. <laughs> she was saying, from now on, please, I know you like to talk to your friends and neighbours, but please don't. Please don't talk to people because that's how we spread the virus. Now, I think people are up in arms about that. and Fair enough. But we were told that right back in the beginning in March, you know, just hunkered down. And back then we didn't know much about this virus. So we were frightened. I was frightened. You know, I was actually quite scared. I can't control my responses to my anxiety and to the fears that I have about the world. I grew up in the 80s, you know. 
We had that spectre of impending doom hanging over us in the form of missile crises and third world war. That AIDS act really did nothing, you You know, know, with the Grim Reaper. We were raised scared. I know. Look, everybody has their own responses. I'm not trying to take away from anybody's opinion or you know, validity of their response to the COVID crisis. But it was interesting when, slightly off topic, but going back to the ScoMo episode, our friend Linda, who we actually talked about in our cancer episode. Yes. Hello, lovely Linda. Hello, lovely Linda. She had a fantastic comment on Facebook about Hillsong. And as a teacher, she was directly part of the group of certainly in her in her region for not having these religious zealots be part of the school. They had – go and read the comment on Facebook. It was absolutely mm, brilliant. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about this in the abstract, but actually Linda experienced, you know, the insidious nature of Hillsong trying to infiltrate schools and as part of ScoMo's uh, directive. So I think it's really interesting. Although, I, again, I want to say to any ScoMo fans out there um, – Obviously, you're entitled. there are two sides to every yeah. every coin and you're entitled to your opinions. And uh, and vive la différence, you know? I know, I know. It's it's like que sera, sera. Like, You know, I, honestly, all I really want is just for people to live, accept differences, be happy. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, the world's never managed it. Well, do you know what, Michelle? What peace. That segues so beautifully in today's topic, which is about the CIA declassifying a heap of, I'm not going to say a heap, not, not loads, but some UFO and UAP documents. Now, UAPs are going to be used throughout this this episode. It actually stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, and it's what the US military call UFOs. I don't know why they need a new name. Maybe they didn't like the old one. UAP sounds like OAP. It does sound like OAP. I kept thinking old age pensioner. Yeah, the new name. I think it's because UFOs has such a mystical kind of association and they don't want that. They want to be seen to be looking at these unidentified flying objects aka unidentified aerial phenomenon phenomena honestly same shit different name exactly but the reason why i feel that what you just said segued beautifully into our subject for today wasn't awkward for a change michelle is because <laughs> for for today's investor googling as you called it last week which i absolutely love hashtag investor googling uh, did you I'm make that up? Painting that, I did. I did make that up. Good. To Google, it was brilliant. Okay. I actually signed up to Russell Brand's to Luminary, which is a podcast platform that you have to pay for because of the content is so high. You won't find us there. <laughs> <laughs> but Russell Brand's Under the Skin, which is has been a favourite of mine for some time, is on there, and I needed to listen to it in full. Oh, can I just stop and just say how much I love Russell Brand? He's great, isn't I he? I love him. Do you know what? I didn't love him when he was younger. I just thought he was a bit bolshy. An absolute dick. But actually, I have completely when I did my opinion of him, I think he is one of the brightest brains on our planet. I yes. love I love everything about him. I love yeah, him. He's fascinating. Please. Get in touch, Russell. No. He's not going to do that. He's too busy. He is too busy. But we have not mentioned Ben Mendelsohn. Speaking of... Ben Mendelsohn. Do you know what? I was on the website the other day and I saw our patron saint 
Ben Mendelsohn. I was like, bloody hell, we've dropped him like a hot potato. We have we? so dropped Ben Mendelsohn. And, and anyone who's just joining us who haven't listened back to the beginning, it's because we love Ben Mendelsohn because he was kind of a pinnacle for the starting of this podcast because we were talking about a TV show he was in and Michelle didn't know that he had been very active as an actor since his days as a child actor in Australia. Henderson. no idea. You two better watch out. We don't like Henderson's around here. <laughs> but maybe Russell can be our new Russell uh, Brand. Ben. And also, I think Tobias Menzies needs another mention because I've just watched all of This Way Up, the second series. He's so gorgeous. I never noticed before. Tobias Menzies, we talked about him. Which one's, yeah, but which one's he? We talk about him a lot. We've talked about him a lot in another episode. He's the boyfriend. What, the dad of? Yes, the the French boy. Oh, he's got a doe face. No. What? He's got a doughy, weird face. Why Why were you raving about him then? Well, I think I when he was in the I crown. Think I got him. Oh, Prince Philip. Oh, okay. Oh, I got that wrong. Oh, I I <laughs> didn't realize it was the same one. You didn't think he was I the same guy? I didn't realize it was the same person. Oh, I Michelle, think. honestly. What? <laughs> honestly, what a drip. Um, do you know what? He was fab in the crown, but I certainly did not fancy him. Not even one little bit in this way up. I didn't fancy him as Prince Philip. How could you fancy Prince Philip? In what well, universe? I don't, I don't know whether I fancied him. I thought just thought he was all right. Oh right. my god! Wow, what Michelle. is wrong with me? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to segue back because you made it awkward. Back here, sorry. I'm going to go back to what I was going to say about what you said about world peace and differing opinions. Yes. When I listened to Russell Brand's podcast and watched his. Mm-hmm. YouTube videos regarding <laughs> regarding the un, the declassification of UFOs his underlying theme was people now that we have a certain amount of confirmation that this is actually a possibility or maybe even true when are we going to look at each other not as different people and different species and different, you know, from a, a left wing to a right wing to, you know, black or Asian differences being so obvious? When are we going to look at each other as my fellow member of the human race? Because now there is another. Well, yes. Let's unite people. Well, but even without having the this pentagon de, pentagon, pentagon what the hell pentagon the declassified report from the pen pentagon you know this is this is an aim for everyone regardless of us being other and look i i'm not going to mention abraham because i always fucking hell michelle here we but go listen no they one of the ideas is that we are more alike than different because we are all we are all this you know energy they call it source but whatever you want to call it we are humans we are made up of flesh and blood we are we are the same our ideas might be different but we are all alike we are humans that's right Mish. why is it that never never in the history of the world have we ever been united as a human race? We never have. You're right. I do not have an answer to this. I'm not saying that I have an answer. It's just when you look back on all the conflicts of the world across 
all of time, it, we can't get along. We can't. And I don't know why it is. But but you think about all those sci-fi movies, you know, if we have to be us against them, if we have to be us against the aliens, are we just going to fragment and fall to pieces? I don't know. Imagine that. I'm just hoping that we don't have some kind of Independence Day style scenario to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this. Okay, people are wondering, what are we on about? Well, it is the CIA, which who have released declassified information on the subject of UFOs and unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs, from the 1940s throughout right up to the early 1990s. Now, there have been reports since then. They've been in the in the report, no? Up yeah, they have. They have. Yes. Yeah. Most of the documents come from the CIA reports of unsubstantiated UFO sightings from around the world, but mostly these reports indicate incidences where it was just the military. So the military have caught it on their sensors or whatever. Now, there's a guy right. called John Greenwald Jr., he runs a website called The Black Vault, and he was the one who applied for and bought the CD-ROM containing all of this information through hundreds and thousands of attempts to apply for the Freedom of Information Act. So that's how he got a hold of this info. And he got a hold of so much of it. He runs this website called The Black Vault. I've said that. In it, he's got information that he has applied for through the CIA and through the government, Freedom of Inf Information Act, and he's got all these files posted up. You can read them yourself on the Black Vault. He's got over 2 million pages on his website. Yet, when the CIA, prompted by this website, I guess, or John Greenwald's applications to declassify and release some information, they only released nine pages of info. They did. They I, I saw this. There was this article I read about why is this information coming out now. Yeah. They did try and ask for this information during Trump, but it just got pushed to the side or forgotten yeah. about because of Trump's antics. But there was concern about these unidentified objects, but like you say, nine pages and a hundred and forty four cases listed mm. but I didn't know about the black vault yeah the black vault and you know what's on there all sorts of things from JFK's assassination to Bigfoot hang on moon landing probably I don't know have a look I'm looking it up <laughs> that's for you Brucey but I'm, I am going to warn you Michelle that it's really difficult to decipher a lot of it's redacted and despite mm. the excitement that most people feel about the possibility of extraterrestrial life the CIA seem mostly concerned or only concerned even, with the threat to their own defences rather than yes. the possibility of you know other life being out there. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Greenwald. His name is John Greenwald Jr., as you know. And at age 15, he went onto a computer UFO network known as KUFON, which is a site started in 1983 for deciphering reliable, verifiable information on UFO phenomena. So Kufon had just posted what it claimed to be a document from the United States government describing the sighting of a mothership, which is a large aircraft that could release smaller parasite aircraft flying over Iran. When I read this, Michelle, it reminded me of a movie that I'd seen. Did you see that film Cloverfield? Oh, God, yes. You know when there's that great big monster and all these bits are falling off it and that's killing people as well? Ugh. Yeah. Cloverfield. That was terrifying. And then there was another one called Cloverfield Lane or something. And that's even more horrific. More aliens. All things go wrong. 
You've got to watch that one. No, I haven't seen that one. It's a good one. I have not seen that one. But Cloverfield, I remember being very scared. It's British, right? No, it's American. It's it's like body cam footage from a night in New York where Godzilla arrives. <gasps> yes, yeah. yes, yes. Sorry. Anyway, so Greenwald, back to him, his interest was piqued about this Iran mothership with all the little satellites coming off it of other aircraft. This incident was from a report from Tehran province dated September 1976 and four civilians told the Iranian Royal Command, IRC we'll call it, they had seen something strange hovering in the sky one evening after midnight. So the IRC sent an F-4 jet to investigate and the document reads as follows. The visual size of the object was difficult to discern because of its intense brilliance. It was emitting a rapidly alternating four-colour strobe pattern. The lights moved so quickly that all the colours could be seen at once. Like your Simon Says. Do you remember that? And Close Encounters. That's right. So when the fighter pilot got within 25 kilometres of the object, his instrumentation and communications equipment failed. But when he pulled back, everything began working again. Then a smaller object came out of the original object and headed at great speed towards a second F-4 that had come to observe. Eventually, the smaller craft returned to the mothership and headed towards a small house with a garden in Iran still. After that, no more evidence was found and the people in the house reported hearing a loud noise and seeing a lightning light brightness. So this document he'd read, John Greenwald Jr., was absolutely proven to have been a government memo describing the sighting of a ship. So that's how he started the Black Vault website and used it as a home for all of these declassified documents. Because there's another website called MUFON. Yes. Which is where you go to report anything that you've seen. And I thought, oh, I wish I had a a UFO report I could actually type in. There's MUFON. There you go. Anyway, who's on and move on? So John Greenwell Jr., that's what he has been applying. Multiple Freedom of Information Act requests have been filed by him over the last 30 years. So there's that's why there's 2 million wow. things on his site. And Holy shit. There are other things on that report in the reports, like the assistant deputy director for science and technology being hand-delivered a mysterious piece of intelligence on a UFO. And then there's also a description of a mysterious midnight explosion, very similar to a story that we had recently, in a small Russian town. So all these things are on the Black Vault. Well, look, did you actually look at the declassified report? I did. And I found it too difficult to read, so I gave up and listened to Russell Brand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I had a read of it and, you know, ultimately it was very disappointing because, you know, there had been a lot of hype, a lot of speculation about what this report might contain. And in effect, it contained fuck all. So ultimately, I think it just concluded that there were, what, 144 sightings and only one of those was put down to a weather balloon. The other oh. 143 were, were and still remain unidentified. They cannot explain what this phenomenon was. Now, did you actually look at any of the footage, any of the military footage? No, I didn't. Oh, no, I did. Sorry, I did. Yes, I did. Sorry. Yes. I, I, it's so funny when you... I, did you have the <laughs> sound up? Were you listening to the pilots going, dude, oh my God, what the? what is that? You know, what I think was really interesting was 
when you see it on the military radar screen, they're just kind of blobs. Yeah. There's a black blob, there's a white blob, there's a shiny blob, but they definitely are very strange. And they pinpoint them on the radar and they're like tracking them. So it's really, yeah, it is really interesting. But I guess for anyone who hasn't read this report, Basically, it, it doesn't say anything about aliens, not even close. There's no mention of extraterrestrial life or the fact that any of these UAPs, I keep wanting to say OAP, <sighs> these UAPs are anything more than... They won't confirm or deny, do they? But I do have a comment from someone, a retired Navy physicist called Dr. Bruce Maccabee, who says this fantastic quote, which is... The U.S. Navy's Special Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, which is the UAPTF, will confirm will confirm that some UAP will be controlled by non-human intelligence. The transportation is unknown, but they may come from other planets using transportation technology, using very advanced physical principles. So basically what he is saying is the Navy are about to confirm that they know of alien piloted spacecraft. Could have just said that, Bruce. Jesus. Well, that's really interesting because in in the report, they give five different possible explanations for what these... I'm just calling them UFOs. Oh. Yeah, fuck the UAP. That's hard work. But in the, in the report, it was airborne clutter. So birds, balloons, drones, airborne debris is what they say. Or natural atmospheric phenomena. So ice crystals, moisture in the air, thermal fluctuations. Then they say US developed technology. So classified tech um, developed by the US or mm. their partners. But then they say it could also have been tech developed by foreign adversaries. And then they've got in brackets on Earth. So they are qualifying this by saying earthly technology developed by foreign adversaries. Now, what I find interesting about that is they're immediately assuming that any aliens are aggressive, that they're adversaries. It's all about a threat, isn't it? Yeah. It is threat. And they say here, so China, Russia or other government or non-government entities outside of the US. And then they just have, and I love this, other, (laughs) which is basically... That's UFOs. Could be... Aliens. Could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, It's a catch-all. It's a weather balloon. every other fucking thing. Yep. Which could be extraterrestrials. So who knows? So the government, they release this, they declassify this, and they give fuck all explanation. It's, It's quite funny. It's frustrating. But what I do think that's interesting is that, and and this is a little bit, you know, to do with, with Russell Brand as well, is that the means of propulsion for a lot of these aircraft, I mean, they are, they're crafts in the air. UAP. UAP. There is no earthly technology that can describe how, how they are flying. Mm. Like the means of propulsion are either not visible and, you know, we... We can't use gravity as an energy, but it seems like these these can. So who knows? Who knows? Well. Do you know? <laughs> is that what that will is? I know. I'm about to tell you. Well, let me tell you that Russell Brown was interviewing a guy called Jeremy Corbell, who is a documentary filmmaker of this film called Bob Lazar 
Area 51 and Flying Saucers. Now that came out in 2018. Love it already. And it went, okay. it went onto Netflix, no longer there. So I couldn't watch it. Oh. So I had to watch the trailer. That's fine. Why has it been pulled from not, Because it was 2018, it's over. You know, they don't have it on there forever. They changed their programming, don't they? But mm. I want to just tell you a little bit about his subject, Bob Lazar. Okay. Who, I had no idea who he was. Russell Brand was mentioning him heaps. So I Googled him and obviously I looked at the trailer for this film. And this man agreed to take part despite the amount of negative press that he's received over the years and agreed also, this is important to note, to Jeremy's terms of having absolute transparency, including giving up his mobile phone for him to look through his computer and to be filmed 24-7, right? Dude's got nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. This guy, Bob Lazar, mm. he is a scientist who claims to have been hired in the 80s to reverse engineer alien spacecraft. So from the 80s, he's claiming that the reason why we have all this wonderful technology to date is because he and other scientists like him have reverse engineered, crash landed or whatever, caught alien spaceships. He reckons there's up to nine. I think there was nine of them. Why is this number coming up again? That's weird, isn't it? He allowed Jeremy to film him because he felt the denial of this information was a crime against humanity. And he also says he has no reason to lie. He just wants to blow the whistle. So he says that there's a secret site not far from Area 51 where he examined, yes, it was nine alien craft that ran on antimatter, on an antimatter reactor powered by something called Element 115, also known, known by other things, but I can't pronounce them. But this one I can. It's called Moscovian. And at the time, it hadn't yet been synthesized or invented, if you like. Right. So, it's highly radioactive. It's got a very short shelf life. I think I don't really know much about science. But he claims to have also read US government briefing documents that described alien involvement in human affairs over the past 10,000 years and that grey aliens, now this is where it gets a bit dodgy. I may lose some listeners. I may lose you. Aliens came from the Zeta Reticuli star system. We've heard about that before. Betty and Barney. (laughs) (laughs) To this date, no planets have been found in this system. But Bob Lazar is the reason you and I and all of our eavesdroppers, not all of them, but some, know about Area 51. So he has been debunked by uh, and vilified by skeptics and ufologists, plus the universities MIT and Caltech, which he said he went to, have no record of him attending. The US Navy and US Air Force, mm. the US Air Force, the US Navy, who also who he says also he was employed by as a scientist, also denied that he ever worked there. He also has a conviction in 1990, his part in a prostitution ring. Whatever. He just wanted some sex. And then later he was also arrested for shipping restricted chemicals across state lines. He runs a company that sells chemicals, so maybe he did a boo-boo. I don't know the details, so I can't judge either way. Not that I ever would. I'm not judgmental. Anyway, Lazar alleges that he had his records of employment and universities wiped, and the first anybody ever knew of him was back in the 80s when he first appeared, It was I think it was 89, as Dennis and keeping his ID under wraps. He appeared on television news programs telling the world of a secret government within a government. And he was blowing the whistle way back then. So his guess as to why the information was kept secret was because of the potential for it to be turned into highly destructive weaponry, which is not the alien's yeah. fault 
That's our problem. That's the human response. Exactly. That's because there's no peace, love and harmony. Everyone wants to blow each other up. Still do. (laughs) He says the science and technology can change us and with extra... extraterrestrial I'm going to say ET with ET technology you can literally rule the world Michelle fuck there you go all right so is he credible well I don't know I want to see the film Debatable. Jeremy Corbell is really into him and I was really yeah. really taken with some of the stories that he said and Russell Brand was equally coming back with you know he says he saw a prawn like a see-through prawn like image in the sky one day bright sunlight he had somebody with him he saw a prawn floating across the sky and he said to his mate did you see that and he said yes I saw that too now whether Russell I mean this is early when he first arrived in Hollywood whether he's you know maybe (laughs) had 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 a lunchtime drink who knows and his friend was just so into Russell that he just agreed yeah yeah man I saw it too who knows but one thing they discussed was you always think of a metal shiny object. That's what we always hear about. That's what we imagine. There's the flying saucer, etc. But what if it's something that's just so out of our imagination boundaries that we just can't perceive of it and we see it and we just can't compute? Oh, that is that is very interesting. That is very interesting actually because, you know, we like you say, we do have these very clearly identified ideas of what UFOs look like. And when it doesn't fit, then your brain can't manage no you can't process it yeah I mean a flying prawn that's quite imaginative yeah it was like more of an organic kind of thing that was and that could be a spacecraft yeah or maybe he just rubbed his eyes really hard and then opened them or stared into the sun (laughs) (laughs) but one other thing that Jeremy Corbell mentioned and I had to Google it, investor Google it, because I didn't, I hadn't heard of it before. But it's very similar mm-hmm. to your lovely incident that you keep raising from Australia in the 60s, the Westall School incident. Okay. There's something called the Rua School incident of 1994, where 60 children at Aerial School in Rua, Zimbabwe, said they'd seen a UFO and aliens with big eyes in bushland near their school playground. And the story was jumped on by the entire world's media, BBC being one of the first to get there. This story, when I was reading it, reminds me of the film Signs with Mel Gibson. Have you seen that? It's one of M. Night Shyamalan's, Joaquin, your boyfriend Phoenix is in it. Oh, it's I so good. It. So it's good. good. Yes. Honestly, so many films I need to see. What have I recommended today? I've recommended This Way Up, uh, Signs, Cloverfield and number something Cloverfield Lane with John mm. Goodman and that's it so far but there might be more so, far. so many things have kind of re- when I was doing this uh, research I did actually think of a lot of already existing films that had come out anyway what's she on about huh? silly bitch what? So going back to this Rua school incident at the same time as the children said they saw this um like this UFO and aliens, reports also came in around Zimbabwe, Zambia and South Africa of strange lights and a craft in the sky. Okay. So the children say they saw a large silver craft that had four other crafts around it and it came down on a hill beyond the schoolyard where the children weren't normally allowed to go. And the boundary was the edge of the schoolyard and then it was bush and then a hill. So all the kids ran to the edge of the schoolyard to see what it was 
and they saw a small creature walking around the top of the craft while another came down and approached the children. He was all in black and he had a very tight suit and the children said he had big eyes like rugby balls. Okay. They had direct eye contact <gasps> and they communicated oh with the God. alien. Yeah. <gasps> Did they so, do that in Westall? Were they talking to the alien in Westall? No, they no? weren't. No, no, no. They never got that close. Well, but these guys this did. This is actually a much more serious communication and, and interaction. Yeah. Well, do you oh, know wow. what? Do you want to know what they said? It, what? The, the thing, the creature, How asked the children, G'day, g'day. We're the bloody liar. <laughs> the thing, the, the thing, what are we going to call him? The creature said asked the children about the state of the world and what are we doing what we are doing to the planet and the destruction that's being caused although not all the children reported back this message some of the children were traumatized and others were excited okay so the the being spoke to them in their native language so the children asked they had to have translators for their bbc yeah. interviews because mm. the bbc were first on the scene as well they reported this as lots of bbc footage what year was this, this again 96 oh, let me just go okay. back and check hang on one moment please what's that you say I just need to look at my nerds your nerds 94 94 94 <laughs> holy shit so he was okay. the, the the being was asking all these questions some of the children's were, yeah the younger children were the most traumatized because they were at the front of the group then they all went screaming back to the teachers who didn't believe them at first but then they went home and told their parents who insisted the school fill them in on what the fuck happened shortly yeah. after the, the school had the children draw pictures of what they'd seen, which they all did separately, and all of the drawings were the same. Yep. Okay. The Fucked BBC, up. who, were, like I said, were there, they report back that the children all appeared genuine and consistent in their, consistent in their retelling of the event. And they you would use language as well that's, that they wouldn't have known like technological and things like that, weird weird words that they were using. And there's a film by Randall Nickerson called The Aerial Phenomenon, which you can see. I don't know where. Google it. I will. So Maybe go. I'll try and put some links to all this stuff in the show notes. Yes. So People, you've got to read the show notes. It's, it's a wealth of information. It's a wealth of information. It's probably more information in the show notes than there is in the actual in podcast. In the show. <laughs> Going back to that incident I then I did some more investor googling and I discovered mm. that I when I put it in it came up mass hysteria so I looked at that report but in that occasion and it referred back yeah. to the Westall school incident as well they had talked about other incidences particularly in Africa of mass hysteria but mostly where young women were passing out screaming sobbing on mass yep. in institutions yep. like uh, churches, schools, whatever, like loads of them all at once. That was definitely reports of, of mass hysteria. But this particular incident was mentioned in the report. It was from Malawi, but then not not considered to be an incident of mass hysteria. Of mass hysteria. Do you know what I? I'm just getting a flashback of this mass hysteria. I think it was in the USA and I will do some research and put some links in about a community where they basically, it was like an infection except it was for stuttering. Oh my God. 
Yeah. So one person had a stutter and then it was like it just caught on and the entire community started having this weird stuttering and they said it was this case of like mass hysteria but in a bizarre way anyway how things like that can happen yeah you know where one person like the strength of their their vision and their their you know the way they talk about it can be so infectious that everybody goes yeah yeah i i heard i saw it too you know false memories people getting influenced but yeah I yeah, I'm not sure that that's what this is. Really, really interesting. There's plenty of reports. There's plenty of um of interesting things to read out there on this incident. Most people tend to believe the children, uh, but yeah. know what they saw. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I I think that's really fascinating. Love to invest Google that mm. a bit more. Going back to Bob Lazar. Mm. And talking about reverse engineering. Dodgy Bob. Yeah. (laughs) Dodgy Bob. It makes sense on some level because, you know, I look, I'm not a scientist and, you know, my friend Neil is a scientist. He's super smart. I'm, you know, I've worked in fashion. I'm not, you know, I don't have like that kind of scientific brain, but from a, on a very basic level i do sometimes wonder how how did they invent this how did they know to look for this mm. where did this su- substance come from you know and why do they want to keep it all to themselves it's because they don't trust their fellow man yeah i mean i don't know i think that's really fascinating idea reverse engineering i i, I absolutely my last statement just then sounded absolutely thick but like <laughs> oh, no, but just, and then then yeah but it yeah it, i get it it makes it makes sense to me yeah. i mean have you ever been to the vatican yes i have did you see i didn't say no then yes this time i said yes straight away because <laughs> i remember i did go to the vatican yes did you see the um exhibition inside this is many years ago when i went there uh they have a piece of the moon but it's no. all in yeah. If I did, I don't remember. Yeah. You know, I just, I wonder like, oh, what's that made up of? And yeah. I'm sure there's all stuff out there, but you know. But Michelle, look, I, how could you believe what you were looking at when you don't believe they were ever on the moon? Yes. I do believe people have been on the moon. I just don't necessarily. I, I, I want to explore <laughs> oh, God. if the 1969 American moon landing. moon landing was a sham. Do you think they were a distraction? Do you think it was a distraction to something else that was going on in the world at the time? Which is what Russell Brand did actually explore when talking and also uh, John Greenwald Jr. also believes that this is possibly a distraction right now. They're trying to distract. Potentially. I do believe that while uh, they disassemble the, society and re and restructure it, yeah, that's that the is, theory. That is possible because you know. Oh, look! I'm going to save my moon landing theories for for that. an actual yeah. episode. Wait, that's but I will. I will just say that uh, Americans don't like to lose, and they were losing. Right. I see what you're saying. Right. You think they weren't first. You so think that it, like like of the dog was there first? Well, he was. <laughs> he may have on got the, all. I mean, walking I on the look- moon though. Anyway, where was I? So yes, 
one of the theories being that we are currently being distracted by the CIA releasing all these documents. I feel like their hand was forced by John Greenwald's um, Black Vault website. And that's why they've only given us just a little bit, you know, not the whole lot. Taster. Mm. One thing that Jeremy says is, and he's quite passionate about this, is that he feels that it's not fair that as hum- as a human race, we're being kept, information is being kept from us. Somebody else is making the decisions for us about our humanity and where we are, where we sit in the world, in the universe. And when there's a blind spot like that, it's it's not fair because how are we supposed to evolve in the way that we are supposed to evolve, whatever that may be? I believe this about the pandemic, to be honest. I believe we're not being given all the information. Right. And that, you know, the governments are controlling what we, what we know and what we don't know in many mm. ways. Once again, Michelle, I'm going to just raise my hand and say, no, look at the government that I live under. Recently... One of the the health secretary had to walk because he got he was seen fumbling with his aide when he was married and breaking all the lockdown rules. I yeah. don't think those that government or any most governments around the world, who knows, some are better than others, are capable of organising a piss up in a brewery. I've said it before. Yeah, How can they it's organise true. the new world order when they are so incompetent? I no, don't want to give them it's that true. much. If if they are, it's because they're puppets to something else and they don't even know. The governments won't know. It's somebody above or hidden. It's not them. They're not making the decisions. No way. Boris? No, come on. No, Bojo. Circling back to what I talked about at the beginning of the episode about billionaires in space, I I've just been disgusted by this billionaire's boy club space Mm. race nonsense media circus that's been going on because and actually there was something from Russell Brand about this um it's you know how dudes men go through like the midlife crisis and they buy a Lambo well this is what billionaires do right (laughs) they want to they want to go in a space they want to you know they (gasps) are but actually the media is reporting of it has been fucking insane. You know, they, like, especially when Richard Branson went up, the the media was like, this is absolutely, you know, a fantastic milestone. And, but, and actually Russell Brown pointed this out. A year ago, Richard Branson went to the UK government asking for a $500 billion bailout for Virgin. Oh, I forgot about that. Everyone forgets. And yet here he is. How rude. How fucking rude. Is that what he's done with his money? It was the government's money then, taking himself off on a trip to space? No. Thank God the UK government went, mate, you live in the Virgin Islands. You're you're living like the high life on NECA and you haven't paid a penny in In personal income tax Mm. since, you know, in the last 15 years. And actually he has not paid, Virgin has not paid corporate tax. Oh, ever have they gotten around? Oh, that's like Bezos as well, and his yep. Amazon. So, so he's also know, just well, come back from space. Yes, they have. He has, and obviously Elon Musk as well. With what was his like SpaceX and Bezos's Blue Origin and Virgin Galactic? You know, they all have their little boys' clubs. Thing is, none of them really pay the kind of corporate tax that they're meant to be paying. So, in effect, we are paying. 
for them for to jaunt up into space. Yeah. And also, too, space travel used to be a, a, you know, a nation's pride. You know, the government would be funding this because this kind of sensitive information about how, like you said earlier, if you control space, you control the world, right? I think you said that. I, no, Bob I didn't Lazar say that. Said it. No, what what Bob, Bob Lazar, Lazar actually said was, um, with e, with ET technology, you can literally right. w- rule the world. Yeah. Okay, so the thing is, nobody owns space. Nobody actually owns the world, but everyone acts like they do. But nobody owns space yet. But the thing is, these billionaires are going out into space, and they're going on these jaunts. And apparently, you can pay like what is it? Uh, 55 million if you want to go with Bezos and 28 million if you want to go with Branson and he'll actually accompany with company you on the flight if Good you pay but the thing is it's kind of taking taking the technology away from the government and putting it into the hands of private individuals mm. who just so happen to have a lot of money. We don't know what their real motivations are. Right now it's like, woo, it's my childhood dream. Well, good for fucking you. Yeah. But what is your real motivation for wanting to to invest all of this money into it? And then last year in the UK, Virgin Healthcare, Virgin Health, I think it's called, they they sued the NHS what? because they were yeah yeah so they were promised um, some healthcare you know contracts and then I think the NHS said uh, listen you're running at a loss because again Virgin Healthcare doesn't pay any corporate tax hmm. because they run at a loss so nhs said no we're not going to award you these these contracts and also they they were stealing nhs talent and they were being very divisive Ooh. and so and so virgin turns around and sues the nhs at a time when they needed it most during pandemic so wow. you know i just i just find i mean I find it really hard. I find it really hard to get behind what is basically a massive marketing, um, and yeah. and it, it's it, you know the whole thing with with this boys club of space travel. I find it really hard to get behind it when basically it's the taxpayer funding them because they literally don't pay any corporate tax. So. Just, get, just my two cents worth on that. Get your slingshots out, people. Get those <laughs> bastards out of the sky. They're just space junk. <laughs> also, it's it's not news. It's marketing. It's not news. Yeah, more distractions. So it, anyway. Yes, it's more distractions. Yeah. That's exactly right. So there you go. All this chitter-chatter. Well, thank you very much for your amazing stories. I actually had one quick little story. So basically, there has been more UFO sightings um, during the pandemic than uh, like in the previous years. And there have been loads in Glasgow in the last few months. Oh, far north. Yes. Yeah. Really, really strange. And um, there was, oh, here we go. Uh, So there, so first of all, in Glasgow, there was, a guy who reported strange solid lights in the sky. Mm-hmm. He said he saw two lights that he thought were planes, but they moved too fast. And then they were followed by more bright lights that were blinking. So this has not been, you know, 
explained away as being a weather phenomenon or anything like that. Could they be, was it the night time? Could yes. they be drones? Because I've Possibly. seen. Who yeah. knows? And then there was another um, incident on March 23 where a, a witness claimed that they saw a UFO above their house for two hours. Oh, right? wow. And it was, yeah, floating in the sky with no obvious propulsion system. Did they say what it looked like? Well, he said there were no light beams, no tail, no sound, no flashing lights. He says it wasn't a balloon and it wasn't swamp gas. Swamp, swamp gas? Gas. Yeah, you know how, like, we talked about this in one yeah, of Yeah, we've talked about episodes. that. Yeah, Was yeah. that your friend Neil who did a fart? No, that was Ben. Ben who, <laughs> who it wasn't a fart. It was, it it was, was a spirit a, under his butt. It was a spirit under his bum. Do you know what? There was this shit bit of footage and I watched it and I was going... How the fuck is this a, a UFO? I'll put a link because it was a bit shit, so I'm not sure about that. But then in Florida, there have been some sightings in the last uh, couple of months. And apparently there's been spike in the USA too uh, wow. since the pandemic. And there's a guy called William Fuentes who has loads of footage, apparently of UFOs, which his security camera has picked up. And when he, like from 3 a.m., so when he wakes up in the wow. morning, he's like, what the fuck is that? Oh, my and, God. Uh, and I saw this one footage, really interesting actually, uh, two circles of light flying in tandem at really fast speeds and there's no like obvious propulsion i mean they just look like lights so yeah. madness i love yeah. it i well, know who you know what? knows we just have to put like some kind of alert on our computers and wait and see when more things come out because as bruce Maccabee, the retired navy scientist said you know basically they know there yeah. is alien life form and they have been interacting with us yeah there's I no doubt. to interact with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd Careful what you wish one. for. I know. Oh, gosh. Anyway. Well, thank you very much, George. That's all right, my love. And I, looked forward to, I look forward to our next chat about whatever it might be. And in the meantime, <laughs> everybody's just got to keep your head down, look up, and keep eavesdropping. 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 Eavesdropping, dropping, eavesdropping, dropping, eavesdropping, dropping, 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 drop